Welcome to the Wealth Setting Podcast. This is episode 160. It's December 24th, 2015. It's a beautiful, snowy Christmas Eve here in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager of InvestableWealth.com. Well, we're rapidly coming to the end of the year. There's still many topics I wanted to get in that I might not cover uh, that will have to get carried over into next year. Uh, some listener questions, some topics that I wanted you to have a better understanding of and be able to set yourself up for the new year. Um, this show will be one of them. Today I want to talk about the baby boomer demographics. I get a lot of questions about that. People having real concern about maybe a market crash because all the baby boomers are retiring. Before I get started, let me retrace something I just said. It is not a beautiful, snowy Christmas Eve here in, in Salt Lake City. If I say that, that would imply that this is a great place to live and a lot of people would want to come and move in here. So let me walk that statement back. And since I've been listening to the Federal Reserve all year long talking about how they will or won't raise interest rates, I've learned a thing or two about walking statements back. So let me say this. You wouldn't like Utah. It's hot in the summer. It's cold in the winter. Whatever you don't like, we have plenty of. If you want to move to the mountains, move to Denver. Utah's a horrible place, really. You wouldn't like it here. Hey, and so with that, let's move into a market update. Investors Business Daily still has this market as uptrend under pressure. The market is not disappointing us. It's doing exactly what it has, has done throughout the year since at least March of 2015. Uh, the first quarter of this year was actually a fairly established upward trend. But after the spring, the market just got locked in a trading zone. We know we had the flash crash at the end of August. The market has recovered from that, but it still is locked into this trading range. Right now, we just continue to hover around 2,000. Sometimes the S&P gets a little bit above that. Sometimes it gets below that. I thought after the flash crash, we might actually have a baseline of 1950 on the S&P 500, but we are back to that 2,000 level of a baseline or perhaps uh, 1990, somewhere in that range. In any case, it doesn't look like we're going to end the year with a Santa Claus rally. We only have four or so days of trading left. Now, anything can happen. The markets could certainly jump up another 3 or 5% in these uh, last few trading days of the year. That would be unusual, but it could occur. So be cautious, especially in this market. Wait for things to stabilize. Keep your powder dry. Even though the Federal Reserve, the first time since 2006, has increased their overnight lending rate, you know, the, the 25 basis points that the media has been hyping all year, well, the 10-year Treasury is still barely at two and a quarter percent. That's recession level or maybe even depression level lows. I wouldn't be surprised to see the interest rates at the longer end, the 20 and the 30 year, go even lower instead of higher. And that's because of all that quantitative easing money that's still out there and all the weakness in the global economy. So even bonds are not off the table for me. When I said going into 2016, I'm keeping an open mind. I'm going to be looking at all the opportunities. I'm going to be looking at what's above their 10-day moving average, what's above their 50-day moving average. I'm going to be looking at what is being favored by the trend, even if it's bonds. And I don't think that bonds right now are out of the question for 2016. In this podcast, I can't offer advice. I can't make recommendations. I will just encourage you to keep an open mind, but also keep your hand on your wallet. People are always reaching in, trying to take the money from your wallet and put it into theirs. With the volatility that we're likely to see in 2016, 
the hype and the scams and the emails that you're going to get for investment opportunities are probably going to be overwhelming. But have discipline, keep your head about you, look for the defined trend. And that takes me on to today's topic, which is the trend of the baby boomers. Now, this is a defined trend that's been going on since 1946. For those of you that aren't familiar with exactly what the, the term baby boom means, this is what occurred after World War II. And this was a global phenomenon. It just didn't happen in the United States. World War II ended in 1945. So you had, at that time, literally tens of millions of men coming back to their, their countries on a global basis. They'd been away for as much as four years. Marriages and the building of families, household formation, all that was put on hold, not only in the countries that were being bombed, but also even in, in the countries like the United States that had remained uninvaded during the war but they had sent all their men overseas. So you had all these young men looking for brides, and that all culminated into what we call the baby boom. So in 1946, there were something like close to 4 million babies born. That was the most babies in the United States up to that point. That was the first year of the baby boom. That went for the next 19 or 20 years, all the way up until 1964. I was born in 1961. I'm in that tail end of the baby boom. I've always felt that I've lived in the shadow of the baby boomers, where I've joked that they've always gotten to things ahead of me and they ruined them. That mass of humanity that, that went through not only the, you know, again, the global economy, but all, also in particular here in the United States, everything changed because of the baby boomers. All the babies being born, that was all these household formations, it created a building boom. That's when the suburbs came of age. Everybody needed a new house. They moved out of the cities into the suburbs. All that housing spurred shortages in commodities. So we, we had a, a, a real economic boom in terms of there had to be more copper, there had to be more lumber, there had to be more cement. That's what created all the opportunities that you've heard about in the 1950s. It wasn't government policy or it wasn't this or that. It was because people were having children and they needed new houses. They needed diapers. They needed bigger cars. So that spurred the economy along. And so the parents of the, the baby boom generation, they were having children all the way up into the early 1960s. You've heard the analogy of a python eating a pig. And, you know, once the snake gets that pig into its mouth, it has to digest it. And that pig moves through the snake slowly as a big mass, and you can watch it just move across the length of that snake. Well, that's what the baby boom did in terms of the global and the U.S. economy. You could see them moving into particular sectors of the economy. When they were all babies, they needed a lot of diapers, and so that's how companies like uh, Kimberly Clark and, you know, Pampers, how all those things came about. And then as they got older, they had to go to school, and so there was a big explosion in construction of elementary and junior highs and then high schools. And then as they turned 16, well, that drove the auto industry because now each year more and more cars would be sold because more and more people would become 16 and older and have access and the desire to drive an automobile. As they turned college age, well, that, again, created a revolution in building and expanding the universities in this country because more and more people were going to school. So we've seen that baby boom move throughout the economy. So there's no doubt that the baby boomers were a trend. They will remain a trend for probably the next 20 to 30 years. While it's true that right now, you know, every day more and more the baby boomers turn, uh, they get into retirement age, and that's a definitive trend we can look at, just like the trend of them buying automobiles and just like the trend of them needing diapers. 
More and more of them will be relying on retirement benefits, so that's going to put a drain on the Social Security system and Medicare, Medicaid, things like that. They'll also be pulling their money out of the stock market because they'll need money to spend as opposed to money to save. And so because of this trend, there are a lot of people that want to focus on the negative aspect of it. Guys like Harry S. Dent, he's been writing for, I don't know, at least probably 15, maybe 20 years about the crash of the stock market because of the baby boomers and because they're going to be pulling their money out of the market instead of putting their money into the market. And the point I want to make in this episode is, is that while all that is potentially true, remember the markets are not simple. I use simple techniques and simple methods to invest and to track my stocks and to decide when I buy and when I sell, but I never look at the market itself in simplistic terms. It's a complicated place. There are something like 319 million people in the U.S. You can't just look at one sector or one demographic and say that because of that demographic is X or Y that it's going to affect all 319 million people. You know, there are over 7 billion people on the planet. And the interaction of those billions of people are what move the markets on a daily basis. No one can know what's going to happen with a surety ahead of time. Look back to September 11th, 2001. 8 o'clock that morning on the East Coast, everything was going fine. And then within a few hours, 19 hijackers changed the course of history. That's an extreme example, but that's what's happening every day across every market. The interactions of, of billions of human beings are so random that we can't act with certainty in anything. And so, yes, we know that the baby boomers have been a phenomenon that's been occurring since 1946, and they definitely have influences on certain sectors of the economy, but you can't have a gloom and doom attitude thinking that the stock market is just going to totally collapse because baby boomers are starting to either save more or draw their savings out because they will, in fact, be spending, even if it's not their own money, even if it's government money through Social Security or Medicare or Medicaid, they will continue spending. It's the human condition for us to spend. And so the baby boomers will continue to spend. They're just going to spend on different things as they always have. Remember, when they were young, their parents were buying them diapers, and so that's where the markets were. And then as they got older, it went into construction, and they needed cars when they were 16. All these things moved throughout the economy. And although it did create bubbles and things along the way, it evened itself out because there are millions and millions of people coming behind them. That's how growth in the economy works. Now, the thing about the baby boom phenomena is that it does have an expiration date. As part of the human condition, as these people get older, they start to die off. And while it is true that every day a new baby boomer moves into retirement and that does put a strain on the economy, at the same time, every day they are starting to die and more and more children are being born behind them. The baby boomers right now are at their peak and I think there's something like 76 and a half million baby boomers, something like that. That's here in the United States. And what's the U.S. population? Well, it's something like 319 million people. So while the baby boomers are a significant part of it, they're close to, you know, a quarter percent of the population. I guess if you do the math, it works out to somewhere around 24% of the population is in that baby boom cohort. But that baby boom cohort isn't getting any larger. In fact, every day they're dying and so it's getting smaller. And although, again, on the negative side of it, you can say, yeah, but more of them are going into retirement because they're all not retirement age yet. 
It's just like that pig going through the python. They're going to have this big mass hit the retirement age, and then for a period of 10 to 15 years, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, there's just going to be this major strain on the system. It's going to collapse everything. Well, the baby boomers have affected everything they've touched. So I'm not critical of the fact that they will be affecting how Medicare and Medicaid and those things occur in the future, but these systems are bankrupt and broken anyways. They were always Ponzi schemes, and so it's no doubt that the baby boom going through that phase will have an influence on those particular institutions and, and areas of the economy. Things like healthcare are definitely going to be affected, but the baby boomers aren't going through this transition in a vacuum. Things have changed drastically over the last 30 years. Things have changed drastically over the last six years, right? The, the United States has pretty much doubled the amount of oil that it can produce just since 2008. Look at the way technology has changed with all these older people needing more maintenance uh, type care, needing assistance with uh, assisted living and other types of medical treatments they're going to have. Well, look at the way technology is changing all that. It will be easier to monitor and administer medications and things like that to people that have chronic medical conditions, right? We don't need as many doctors and nurses because we have more technology. And that's only going to get better in the coming years. And because there are so many people in that cohort that will need that treatment, those areas will continue to expand and grow. And the economy is a dynamic place. So growth in the medical sector will spur growth in secondary and tertiary areas. Just like when the baby boomers all turned 16 and they needed cars and they, and they wanted to drive, well, that created not only more automobile sales, but automobiles are made out of plastic and steel, and so it made more jobs in those sectors. And then because people that work in steel mills had more disposable income, they could buy more things. That created more of a consumer economy. People that worked in steel mills got injured, and so they needed more doctors and medicine, and so that created the need in that sector of the economy. I mean, these are all spinoff things that happen. And so just as the baby boomers are going to be needing more medical equipment and medical technology and medical assistance, that will spur the doctors and the nurses and the people that create that technology to have higher incomes. And then that sector of the economy will attract more people and those people will have more disposable income and they'll buy more houses and more consumer products. And the cycle just continues to go on. This is not only an economic cycle, this is just a standard cycle of life. And the economy's dynamic. The academics and the pinheads in the ivory towers, the, the bureaucrats, they look at everything in a static sense. And they project what's going to happen in the future based on the way things are now. But that's not the way it is. Things are always changing. They're continuously new inventions and new adaptations. It's a very, very dynamic world. And it moves in cycles that are propelled by the previous cycle. And so the fact that you're either in a boom or a bust cycle now, well, that's actually the, the seeds and the germination that creates the next boom and bust cycle. And they just go on and on. They never stop. They never will. The economy is not going to fall apart simply because people are getting older. Let's look at just one aspect of, of the baby boomers. Again, they were they started in 1946, all these children being born. Well, it's no coincidence that the disposable diaper was invented in something like 1948, just a couple years after World War II, when all these babies were being born, people realized that cloth diapers weren't the best solution. And so Johnson & Johnson came along with disposable diapers. It was another 15 or so years that Procter & Gamble came up with Pampers. 
And so what I want to point out here is it's the very fact that the baby boomers were born that created or incentivized the whole creation of the disposable diaper industry. But the baby boomers weren't wearing pampers anytime after, say, 1966 or 65. Well, did that mean that the disposable diaper business collapsed? No, it's grown since then. The disposable diaper industry has become an institution in America, right? It's not going away. So just because the baby boomers grew up didn't mean that people didn't need diapers anymore. And in fact, it's the circle of life. The disposable diaper industry is going to get even larger as the baby boomers' health deteriorates. Many of them will lose control of their faculties. They'll become incontinent and they will have to wear disposable diapers. And so the actual children or babies that were responsible for the creation of the disposable diaper industry will now reinforce it and set that industry into new record production as they get older and have to start wearing diapers all over again. That's how these cycles work. So don't look at these things in terms of a glass half empty because you can always look at the glass as being half full. People will try and scare you by telling you that, oh, we're going to have this massive stock market collapse because baby boomers are leaving the workforce. Uh, they're taking with them their knowledge and their experience. So companies are going to suffer. There's going to be problems at work because we don't have all this institutional knowledge anymore. And then they're going to be withdrawing their money from the stock market. They're going to be spending it on caring for themselves in their old age. Their discretionary spending of, of cars and housing are going to go down. And so the stock market, the real estate market, all these things are going to collapse. And then these same people that are perpetuating this myth or this scare tactic, they're going to try and sell you something. They're going to try and sell you a book or they're going to try and sell you some other kind of product or service that will supposedly insulate you from this collapse of the market because of the baby boomers are getting older. Well, in my opinion, I think all that's a scam. Yes, there will be changes across the economy as there always have been. There will be shifts in real estate markets. There will probably be more real estate being purchased in southern and warmer climates uh, as these people retire and want to move out of the northeast. But we've been seeing that for decades. And as there's a shift in real estate markets or as there's a shift in industrial markets, people shift with them. I look at the glass as being half full, not half empty. Look at the marvelous changes that are going to come about through technology as these older people do have money to spend and will be buying this advanced technology to help them to go through the aging process. That money will have spin-off industries. It'll be a benefit to everyone. Just like when the United States got out of the Cold War, they had all this satellite technology and communication technology and what was the beginnings of the Internet. All that technology was freed up and it was no longer locked up by the defense industry for national security reasons. And so it spurred all types of technological development and consumer products. And it's made our lives so much better and greater just since the early 1990s. Well, that will happen again as these baby boomers are aging. The technology that's going to help them move into their old age will spin off. It'll create more jobs for the younger people. It'll create more investments in certain areas which will have spillover effects, just like those disposable diapers. They're not going to go away. They're just going to get better. We go from having diapers for children to having diapers for adults. It's an industry that doesn't go away. It's dynamic. It just keeps growing and morphing. And along the way, there will be more and more opportunities. 
for those that are concerned that the mass exodus of these older people from the marketplace are going to have a deleterious effect with established companies and institutions. Again, I argue the other point. I look at the glasses being half full. I think this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for younger people to finally be able to move up, to be able to fill more senior positions. That will help the hourly wage to improve as younger people can move up into more senior areas. As, as more people move off the top of the pyramid, it'll let people at the bottom move up. It will also spur more innovation because you'll have younger people taking over positions that older people used to have. And these younger people have different worldviews and different experiences, particularly with technology. I think that will usher in an age where our companies get even more productive and technologically advanced because the younger people will want to do things differently in a more advanced way, or at least a different way, a more automated way, a more technological way than the older people did because these younger people coming in are people that grew up with the internet. They're people that grew up with video games. They're people that grew up with things like email and voicemail and texting. Where these baby boomers that are starting to retire now, the, the people, the particularly men that have held these key positions in major corporations, both, you know, large and small businesses. A man that's retiring now in 2015, he was born in 1950. When he was 20 years old in his formative years, that would have been 1970. What technology was there in 1970? There were no cell phones. In fact, in 1970, phones probably weren't even modular at that point. They were still probably hardwired to the house. You couldn't even move them from room to room. The world was a totally different place in 1970 when that person formed their ideas and habits of using technology. I mean, probably in 1970, people weren't even using things like ATM machines with banking, with a banking system. You think about what it would have cost you in 1970 to travel via air flight or make a long-distance telephone call or to send a package overnight somewhere. I mean, the world was a different place when the people that hold high executive position now, you know, when, when they were learning their skills and their trade, that was like a century ago in terms of technology. And so these younger people are going to be replacing these senior executives. They're going to usher in efficiency, different productivity improvements. I think over the long run, it's going to make the economy better, not worse. And, and then even the arguments about these baby boomers, they're not going to be working anymore, so they're not going to have the disposable income. They're not going to be investing in stocks, and they're going to be drawing their money out of the stock market. So consequently, the stock market's going to collapse. Well, as I say, I think these companies are going to get better and stronger. That will make them more profitable. The price of a stock is always determined by its underlying intrinsic value because of how much money it creates, not because of how many people want to buy or sell it. So as profits improve because companies are more efficient and more productive, their value will go up. The other side of that argument I think is flawed where they say that the market will collapse because older people are going to be taking their money out of the market. They're going to be selling more shares than they're buying. Well, remember, the market's not static. Just because they're taking their money out it doesn't mean that that money is going to get burned and, and buried in a landfill. For every baby boomer that has to liquidate his stock position or his 401k or his IRA or whatever savings he has, whenever he liquidates that, it just doesn't disappear. That money moves back into the economy. That money goes to pay for the doctors and nurses that provided them care or for the guy that cuts their grass or mows their lawn or for their burial services, or whatever happens to them in their old age. That money goes back into the economy. And when they die and they pass away, if they have money left over, what happens to that? Well, they either donate it to charity, or their heirs inherit it. And when that money gets inherited, what happens to it? 
Well, it, it gets spent, right? It either goes to buy a new car or a new house or to pay for a grandchild's education. Or indeed, that money may end up right back in the stock market because the people that inherit that, they may use that to buffer their retirement savings and just put that money right back into the stock market. The money is not going to vaporize as these baby boomers become older and die. It just gets recirculated. It's just like those disposable diapers. In 1948, the disposable diaper industry is created. It grows for the next 60 plus years and then on the way it morphs along and it not only becomes children's diapers, but it becomes adult diapers. That's the way this cycle works. That's the way this baby boom trend is going to end up. It's not going to end up as a bust. It's going to end up as a continuum. It will morph into something else. Now, as I say all this, I don't say that you should ignore demographics. I don't say that you should ignore shifts in population change or any of that. Those are all underlying trends. I study them on a regular basis. If you go back and listen to previous episodes and you read the things that I've written over at investablewealth.com, you see that I'm a big believer in looking at trends. One concern that I do have about the overall global population is that there is a slowdown in births. Most of the developed economies and many of the emerging economies are not having enough children. They're not having children at a replacement level. Replacement level fertility rate for a woman to be replacement level is 2.1 births per woman. Well, many places in the world are well underneath that, including areas like China that you would think are way overpopulated, where they're only having a birth rate of something like 1.4. So they're definitely experiencing a demographic time bomb. And that's something we address in a different area. But for right now, looking at the United States, looking at the baby boomers, it's not going to crush our economy. If anything, it will just spur technological developments in other areas. And as swing traders that trade on the trend, those will be things that we'll be looking at. Those will be things that we'll be investing in. And those are areas of the economy where we'll be making money. Those shifts in the economy, those anomalies, that's where the opportunity always takes place. It's like the edge of a forest, where the forest meets the grassland. That's where all the life takes place, along that edge. Or where the freshwater river runs into the ocean, there at the estuary. That's the greatest part of life occurs along those edges. Likewise, in investing, we're looking for those edges. And we're going to find plenty of them as these baby boomers go into retirement and go into the last phase of their life. So I would encourage you not to look at this demographic shift as a doom and gloom, end of world apocalypse going to occur. I would look at it as a fantastic opportunity. If you're an older person and you're an investor, position yourself to make money off of it. If you're a younger person, position yourself to advance your career in those areas. They're going to be very profitable areas for us to fish in and hunt in for the next 20 years. Now, I will throw out an alternative to you as well. If you're someone that thinks I'm wrong, if you think that this is going to be a big problem, then go out and look up the author, Harry S. Dent. He's written books like The Demographic Cliff and many others. So check him out. If you don't like what I'm saying, go listen to what he says. He'll, he'll, he'll be happy to sell you a book. From the well-steading perspective, though, my experience over the last 30 years and my experience is at the tail end of the baby boom, I'm telling you this, the way you're going to prosper in any endeavor is to observe and adapt. That's what we do to be successful investors. That's what we do to be successful entrepreneurs. That's even what we do as successful employees. The world is always changing. So go out and observe it. 
Use your situational awareness. Look what's going on around you. Identify trends. Look for opportunities. And then adapt yourself to take advantage of those opportunities. That's the best advice I can give you, and it works in any situation. Well, hey, thanks for joining me. I hope the holidays are working out well for you. 